Hello, this is your weekly Space News Roundup from Giant Leap, the UK's space news outlet, read by me, Philip Day. We have been given the scientific knowledge, the technical ability, and the materials to pursue the exploration of the universe. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Three, two, one, zero, all engine run. In today's episode, Virgin Orbit team up with Astroscale through an MOU indicating a provision of up to 10 launches. Small Spark Space Systems grow the team ahead of a rumoured facilities upgrade. MPs take evidence from across the industry in review of UK space strategy and infrastructure. Surrey Satellite Technologies, known as SSTL, host top Australian space leaders. The Western world unites in condemnation of an anti-satellite missile test conducted by Russia. And European ministers in charge of space policy, represented on the UK's behalf by CEO of UK Space Agency, Paul Bate, have met and agreed on a set of accords for how the continent should move into the future. Today's job of the week comes from SSTL. Find us on patreon.com forward slash giant leap for unique membership perks, such as access to our Discord server and early roundup releases. If you'd like to feature your job as job of the week, or you simply need to either visit our awesome space merch store or find out more about other formats, head over to giant-leap.space. Virgin Orbit signed MOU with Astroscale to provide up to 10 launches. This news story is a dream for the UK government as they demonstrate that Global Britain is a concept successfully embedded in our space industry. Astroscale and Virgin Orbit both house their headquarters functions outside of the UK, but are expanding their businesses within our borders. Last week, we reported on how Astroscale are expanding at Harwell to include spacecraft manufacturing, which is an important point. If Virgin Orbit have three launch locations, one of which is here in the UK at Spaceport Cornwall, and Astroscale are now to build spacecraft in Harwell, it makes as much sense as any for the collaboration to culminate in launch to LEO from the UK. The MOU mentions up to 10 launches via Virgin Orbit at this stage, with no specific launch locations provided. Astroscale also made the news this week in Bremen as they revealed their docking plate. Giantly published a deep dive direct to Patreon about that, which you can read for free. This MOU, or Memorandum of Understanding, however, proves that whilst the UK develops our own launch capabilities, and companies such as AAC Clydespace or Orbastro are driving innovation on satellites, we can also capture some of the global GDP in space without providing for every step from a UK-registered company. This acts as a nice offset to the significant capital going out of the door through OneWeb, building and launching their communication satellites far from the UK. A quick mention for SmallSpark Space Systems. With time so short this week, we don't have time to go into detail for you about the growth at S4. Needless to say, the rocket company behind the Sybil engine is recruiting seven people right now ahead of a rumoured move to new facilities in the near future. We'll be sure to bring you more on that when it happens. Parliament MPs review UK space strategy. In the first of two political stories this week, MPs from across the UK took evidence from a number of space industry companies as they seek to review the UK space strategy and UK satellite infrastructure. Friends of Giant Leap were among the six witnesses called on Wednesday morning, Dan Hart, CEO of Virgin Orbit, Nicholas Smith, Regional Director for Lockheed Martin Space, Alan Thompson from Skyrora, Melissa Thorpe who leads Spaceport Cornwall, Scott Hammond of Saxonford Spaceport and Pete Guthrie from Space Hub Sutherland. These witnesses are notable for the proximity to UK first launch that their companies are demonstrating. 
Also notable, therefore, is the absence of an Orbex presence or anyone from the numerous Welsh companies which form the Celtic Space Council. The Science and Technology Committee wanted to see how close we are to UK launch capability and wanted to understand whether space regulations and licensing launched only this year remain fit for purpose. Whilst that may seem a bit early, the industry is developing in this area at significant pace and setting an expectation of regular review stands the policymakers in the best stead for keeping the UK competitive in this field. SSTL hosts Australian space leaders. Surrey Satellites has been at the forefront of UK space innovation for decades. Earlier this year, the UK signed a space bridge agreement with Australia. One potential fruit for both sides on this partnership has been to explore the possibilities and opportunities existing between SSTL here in the Surrey and Gilmore Space Technologies, Australia's largest space company, looking to launch as early as next year from Abbott Point on the Gold Coast. The launch specialists toured SSTL's assembly, integration and test hall, lab spaces and spacecraft operations centre, alongside their compatriots from the Australian Trade and Investment Commission, known as Austrade. Time will tell over the next couple of weeks if any partnerships are due to come out of this reportedly productive visit. Russia destroys a satellite and a whole lot of trust. The offspring of the country that put the first man-made object in space, orbited the Earth first with Sputnik, then with a dog and later a human, has not strayed far from the top of the tree with regards to space capability since the USA arguably overtook them in the late 1960s. Both countries, then and now, do not enjoy a bump-free relationship, and indeed, both countries have designed and tested weapons to destroy the space infrastructure of unnamed future belligerents. The USA successfully destroyed a malfunctioning spy satellite which produced over 200 pieces of debris. So, is the West being hypocritical in standing together to condemn Russia for testing a capability in the live space environment, similarly to how the USA did it over a decade earlier? Well, yes and no. Times were different back in 2008. There were about 940 active satellites in orbit, most of which were much higher than USA-193, the doomed spacecraft. But they were still there, and hundreds of trackable pieces of debris did create the same type of threats to other space activities that are now being condemned by the West. There is probably a grain of truth in criticism of the West for standing loudly to fight against such behaviours as being dangerous and irresponsible. The truth is, the West is right, these behaviours are as bad as they get in space, and the USA, India, China and Russia were all taking dangerous risks by performing these tests. There's an obvious strategic benefit to developing a capability and then speaking out loudly to deny potential future adversaries from developing similar capability, but the actual impact on all space activities is so huge from these events that I genuinely do not believe strategic posturing is the main driver behind this week's widespread condemnation of Russia. Let's remember, the satellite which the USA selected was in an orbit such that even debris thrown into a higher orbit had re-entered the atmosphere by 2009, under two years later, and it carried a fuel tank containing a tonne of hydrazine which they were concerned might survive re-entry and poison the area of wherever it may have landed. Conversely, the Russians recently destroyed Cosmos 1408 an Elint spy satellite launched by the former Soviet Union in 1982, with a planned mission duration of just six months and no propulsion system to control the vehicle. From its launch to low Earth orbit between a low point or perigee of 645km and a high point, apogee, of 679km, this satellite was significantly higher than the US satellite destroyed in 2008 and high enough to threaten the International Space Station, which harboured two Russian cosmonauts who were forced to shelter in their escape vehicles in the event that the debris field damaged or destroyed the station. 
There are over 1,500 pieces of observable debris from the latest test by Russia, who have actually conducted at least six previous anti-satellite missile launches, which have not resulted in the destruction of any orbital assets. European space ministers meet and come to an accord next. If you're enjoying this roundup but hate how low budget it is, please join Jeff, Adele and Shuffs on supporting our Patreon for as little as £1 per month. Head over right now to patreon.com forward slash giant leap where you'll gain access to Discord, me and more membership perks. The channel and I are both extremely grateful for your support which directly impacts how much can be reported, where I go and how much time I can afford to invest in things like creating better video content for this roundup for our YouTube audience. Paul Bate represented the UK in a European Space Minister Summit. Portugal hosted the 38th Intermediate Ministerial Meeting on Friday. The ministers focused discussions on accelerating the use of space in Europe, and the delegates were able to come to a resolution to accelerate the use of space in Europe known as the Matasinos Manifesto. A unanimous decision which aims to tackle urgent and unprecedented societal, economic and security challenges faced by Europe and its citizens. A key takeaway is that this resolution is to be taken forward regardless of the sovereign capabilities of individual nations. There is room for some repetition of capability here, but perhaps too for UK expertise to continue to deliver capabilities into our European markets through the three accelerators which the resolution has defined. Space for a green future will support people in better understanding the current state of the planet. Rapid and resilient crisis response to enable government to better tackle the crisis facing Europe and its citizens without prejudice to existing capabilities. And protection of space assets, perhaps poignant given our last news story about Russia. The Europeans don't just want to generate space capabilities for the benefit of the continent, they want to protect them too. Astronauts and assets are all to be safeguarded under this, the third of the new accelerators. Joseph Arschbacher, Director General of ESA, said... Space is where the intensifying global competition for technological innovation, economic leadership and European autonomy will play out. It's urgent that Europe accelerates its use of space. The intermediate ministerial meeting has recognised the need for a renewed European space ambition. The three accelerators and two inspirators will be steps for Europe to fully use space for its citizens, creating economic opportunities. This gives me, as ESA Director General, a clear mandate ahead of the European Space Summit. This week's hashtag job of the week comes from SSTL, the satellite manufacturer based in the south of England. They're recruiting over 30 roles at the moment at all seniority levels. And if you're looking for work experience or internship for 2021, they're now closed on that front. So it's a job application to get through the doors or a wait until 2022. As a result, I've selected two entry-level roles this week. SSTL are looking for a candidate to join their graduate program as an IT business systems developer. This application closes on the 18th of November 2022, so there's really plenty of time to plan. Meanwhile, a great opportunity for those who haven't followed the university path is also available, this time as a procurement apprentice. The other 30 or so roles include RF engineers, propulsion engineers, optical design engineers and more. If this job or any of the others sounds like you, check them out linked in the description or use the same portal to find 30 or so others. Of course, this job and more from this week are already posted on our Discord server. That's you all caught up. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify or anywhere else there's a like button, please smash it now. It's a great way to ensure Giant Leap gets the support we need to continue bringing you the news. On social media, we're using the hashtag Giant Leap, where we usually post several times a day. If you'd like to be a part of it there, come and join us there. 
Thanks for checking in, and until next time, remember that every giant leap is set up by thousands of small steps. You've been listening to a giant-leap.space news roundup.